What's going on? Oh, look who's here. Yeah. What's going on? You already know. Not much, man. Just chilling. Sunday, it's uh, what, 718 and the sun's going down and it's chill. Everything's mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, everything's been cool over here, man. You know, just been uh, talking to some friends today, you know, trying to get through another day of the madness. Um, yeah. And, you know, that being said, uh, with that, coping with madness often involves uh, writing. Um, yeah. Whether it's yeah. a, a journal or memoirs. Um, but in particular, I wanted to get your take on what are some songs that, uh, what are some songs that you respect for their lyrics? Yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot. And some of them are mine too. But um, uh, yeah, I would say um, I, what I know. Meant, I mentioned earlier, "Changes" by Tupac. I want to say that's like the first, like uh, I think it's like how would I put it? Well, there's three. Let me mention one first, then I'll go from there. So you got "Changes" by Tupac. Uh, All you need is love by the Beatles, and you got uh, the decline by No Effects. Mm. So the first song. Uh, hip hop, the second song, classic rock, and third song, punk rock. But that's me. Uh, what about you? Uh, so okay, so for my three th- three songs of uh, lyrics that I respect or just overall enjoy, I like uh, one, uh, Yesterday by Atmosphere. Uh, which I th- yeah, I heard that it's actually really good. Yeah, right. I think we talked about it like yeah. a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. that that twist ending, um, yeah. What'd you think about that? What's well, it? You, you like it? You expect one thing and you hear another. But what I liked is like all the words he's using to describe like how he, how he had that void of having that person in that in his life. Right. He's like using all these words and, and it's very descriptive. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, whoa! Like he's talking about like leaving coffee in the morning and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, like I can picture literally someone leaving the thing ready in the in the morning for somebody to show up and take off you know yeah well i mean it's, it's, in, in his lyrics he is describing the outside universe but also mm-hmm. his internal universe as well yeah um, i kind of sense that you know he's describing his experience his history with this individual without ever saying who that individual is until at the <laughs> yeah. very last part um yeah. so it's interesting because like even though the lyrics are like you know um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that like they're super uh, poetic. Like he, it, it just sounds like he's pretty much just kind of like recounting things that happened. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but the way he does it is excellent storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's my first one. Second, uh, which is a hip hop song. Second one, uh, "Feel Flows" by the Beach Boys. Feel flows. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. It's good too. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's got the rewind effect. Yeah, it's a very like psychedelic kind of uh, bass song. If you listen to like The Doors or The Beatles or um, anything like that during the '60s, it's pretty reminiscent of that time. In particular, though, I like those lyrics just because of the uh, they 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 kind of add another layer of rhythm, um, <laughs> and they're just like super drenched in imagery. Um, and it could be just, and it could be the music is, is assisting that also, because it's kind of like got this mm-hmm. dreamy sort of, semi-dreamy sort of uh, feel about it. So that's another mm-hmm. one, um, you know, for the sake of its abstractness. So that's a classic rock record. Um, and then the final one is uh, Viva La Vida, Coldplay. 
Yeah, yeah. Heard that one too. Yeah. Heard it back in uh, 2010. Dang. Uh, I think the song came out in 2008. I think, yeah, you're right. But I heard it in 2010. Uh, in particular, this this moment that I'm like coming back to in my mind right now is... Uh, Hit me with it. We were, we were, we were going down to uh like down to like tijuana and i was going through really bad uh depression and anxiety and then uh i wasn't sleeping and then uh i developed later on what it is now what's well, something that i deal with now which is schizoaffective disorder by bipolar type but wow. it's under control and i'm on meds but that so i was on my way to tijuana that day because it was like someday in october or something like that 2010 and uh my dad was driving the truck my mom was in the past no she was in the back of me like kind of helping me trying to relax i could i i was having delusions like i didn't i, I didn't know what was real and what was fake i was wow i was just trying to it, it was like a story was playing in my head and I, I i was like being sucked into this like fantasy like life and so what, what happened was i asked them to pull over because i had to go to the bathroom and uh when I came out of the bathroom, that song was playing, and then, and then it says, uh, when, "That was when I ruled the world." That part in particular kept playing in my head on my way back to Tijuana because, uh, in my head, what was going on—not that I triggered it, not that I created that story—it was whatever what is and whatever was in my subconscious mind or something. It was creating this idea that I was the king, like martyr going to a foreign land to die for people and i was gonna you know uh resurrect it it, it was almost it was almost like saying like i was jesus like the modern day jesus but wow obviously this isn't true it was, it was a delusion that i was experiencing that i had no clue where it came from Damn. it just came yeah dude it was crazy like i just it was like that was when i ruled the world and it and i kept thinking did i ever rule the world wow. <laughs> <laughs> i don't that, like there was the same part of me there's this there's this part of me that was still kind of sane and then there's the part of me that was drifting away into this like sense of like just like just nothing like it was just gonna be all fantasy like it'd be all like this big delusion like just some a bunch of scribbles everywhere and you so, should you should uh you should have listened to eminem on that car ride snap back to reality oh yeah man i would have took it back <laughs> i know right <laughs> no, no the only thing that the only thing that could fight music is other music. It's other music. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because then that's your mind is just kind of like shifts, right? Like, is that like some sort of psychological thing, or what do you think? Oh, with that. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're listening to music and someone changes it, like, obviously it causes ooh. a reaction, right? But like psychologically, do you know anything about that? I don't know, but you know what? I okay. Well, I'll say this. Right? Is I think that I think that's in harmony with the principle of uh, uh, momentum right yeah, yeah. so in science they say oh an object that's in motion tends to stay in motion nice. uh an object at rest tends to stay in rest i think the same thing is true with us emotionally and uh uh yeah emotion right right because it's like there's moments where i'm listening to a song i like and if someone shuts it off you know <laughs> or changes it it's like hey man i was really jamming to that yeah 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 um, in other words, the momentum that I had in that song, enjoying it, is now cut or lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think it just kind of follows that that tra- that uh, principle of trajectory. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're listening, sounds the sounds going forward, and then all of a sudden it's cut off or it's switched, and you're like you you react. It's like an external stimuli. I think is what they call it, right? 
Yeah. 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 No, I, I ended up in Tijuana. Uh, I got diagnosed with uh, schizoaffective disorder bipolar type. This was October, like, I think it was like October 31st, 2010. Good night. I know, right? And so, uh, when I, when I, so on our way down there, they were giving me all these meds and stuff, like, just, here, take this med, take this med. I, I didn't want to take it because my head was over here on I wanted to rule the world or whatever when I ruled the world by Viva La Vida. Or, yeah. Uh, Coldplay by Viva La Vida. And so I kept thinking of those lyrics as because when I, 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 they say I passed out somewhere in LA. In the in, not somewhere in LA, but in the truck, and so because uh, I don't remember, I, I just barely remember here. Like I definitely remember that part with um, Coldplay music playing in that in that KFC, and even now and then, like I'll drive by that KFC and just kind of chuckle, like man, I can't believe I actually thought I was like a modern day Jesus. Like, isn't that wow? It's kind of like my mind just played on me, man. It was crazy, but I Dang. woke up that same day. I so they say I went to sleep in LA. I woke up in San Diego. But it was like nine in the morning. I, all I remember was I looked out the window. There, it was like this really weird room. Uh, it was like with a bunch of posters and like other little toys and stuff. But I looked out the window, and I could see the beach and I could see uh, like the big bridge. And so hmm. that kind of that kind of just reminded me that uh, I I'm not as big as I thought. You know, I, I hmm. realized my life, my sanity is very delicate, and at any moment we could lose everything at once. You wow! Know, so I looked at that. It was just a reminder for me how insignificant I was. You know, it was like, man, like here I am in my own mind, possibly thinking I'm like the next Jesus or something. And I think that's common with people with psychosis issues is they'll think there's some sort of historical figure, figure, or they'll think, um, you know, there's something related with them and like artists or like conspiracies and things like that. And I, I, I've lived it. It did. It, it is real, man. Like you all of a sudden. That's crazy. You'll think like, oh man, you know, if, like right now I could be thinking like, oh, this this guy's a spy. You know, he's trying to ask me questions about my uh, experience with Viva La Vida, the song and Coldplay. Um, and then you you get paranoid, your your hands will start getting sweaty. You start feeling your heart racing. You know, you start kind of looking around the room, wondering what's what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. That's my experience for like the last ten years. Um, but yeah, great songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, good that's song, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, good <laughs> night. That's all I can say. No, I'm, 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 I'm glad that you shared that though. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, you know, concerning like the uh, uh, the part that you said, like you know, people who go through that experience tend to think of themselves as uh, maybe being a reincarnation of someone from the past that was mm-hmm. big. Or overall, just thinking of themselves in a godly sort of way. Yeah. Um, I think that's, uh, based off of what I've seen, kind of like a trend in, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the word is narcissist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Narcissism. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's like a yeah. common personality trait. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, my goodness. Wow. You know what you said uh, reminded me of, though, is... Um, uh, I think you'd like this music uh, biopic. It's called uh, Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. What, what's, who's it about? Um, okay, so funny enough, it's actually about the uh, chief songwriter of the Beach Boys. Um, okay. His name was Brian Wilson. I think I've mentioned him oh, like I've once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, he ha- he 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 has suffered from a couple of mental uh, uh, disorders or illnesses. Um, and in particular, he was like super paranoid 
near the end of the 60s. Just, like, right at the moment of when his career was peaking in, uh-huh. like, 1965, 66, is when he started getting hecka paranoid. Like, oh, uh, wow. you know, he thought his house was bugged by, like, another super <laughs> producer. Man. So, so he was kind of, like, in competition with the Beatles. He was in competition mm-hmm. with another super producer at the time. He was, named... too insta- he was too stuck in his head is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know if you know the Ramones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So their their producer, Phil Spector, like back in the 60s, he was like, he thought that that guy like bugged his house. Oh, wow. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of... What's it called? Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I don't <laughs> I feel know. like it's common now to ask that. You know what? I I wouldn't be surprised if it's on some streaming service. Um oh, I, I went to go see it in theaters. Uh, it was like a very small, small opening film. Um, mm. But it's overall very good. Um, you know, it just kind of like takes you through like his uh, his mental uh, degradation. If, mm-hmm. if if I can say that. I don't know. If, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I believe it. I, I yeah. feel like your, your, your body, uh, as it gets older, just it starts to deteriorate if you don't take care of it. Right, right. And especially in his case, like, you know, it was the 60s. So, I mean, drugs was on the table. So, right. I mean, that's that's a whole other factor. You know, uh, he had kind of like an abusive uh, father. Um, so, I mean, it, this was an individual who had a very fragile mental state. But, yeah. you know, I, I say all this, though, to say that, uh, yeah, that's that's another person who uh, it clicked with me. Mm-hmm. Um someone who had a similar experience to what you had in, yeah, dude, uh, it's crazy. not being able to like determine reality um, and being overall like very paranoid. This, like, it's like you got this weird play or dream playing in your head and you're always like, you're always the character, like the main character. And if it, it feels like even with songs, like when I'm writing music, I'm like, man, I wonder how people are going to take this. <laughs> right. You know, like if I say something, someone doesn't vibe with it. I'm like, well, how am I going to handle that? Yeah, you know, so that's like the scary part when it comes to writing music, you know. But yeah, uh, with writing music, you could do a lot of things, man. I mean, just think of all the songs that created social change. Right, right. You know? What's going on, Marvin Gaye? Yeah, yeah. Hands down, one of my faves. So I want to say almost that Tupac was influenced by Marvin Gaye. I, ha- I it just sounds like it because when you when you listen to Changes, um, yes, he's, he's like calling for like social change. He's calling for people. In communities to you know create a positive impact you know yeah. and i feel like he's one of like the first people to really call out what was going on with police brutality in like la mm-hmm. in the 90s and like the 80s i know nwa was more notorious for it because they're like more upfront. yeah but i think that like they were more like the real like punk rockers of rap of like rap i think like that someone <laughs> nwa yeah it, dude. Like, it, nwa was like malcolm x in this situation and, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Tupac over like there was 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 more yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was interesting just to see how that just kind of went down back then and how it kind of trickled over to like the nineties and like our era right and then what was the other song all you need is love is a good song to me because that's really all you need like if you really think about it like nothing you can't say that can't be sung I, what does he say there's nothing you can do that can't be done. Yeah, nothing and you so, can't can't said that can't be sung. Yeah, so those lyrics, it's like, like okay, like that 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 just erases everything that that you thought was possible. Mm. It makes it like okay, yeah, like it is possible. 
Right, right. I guess it's sort of the difference between saying, I'll try to do something versus saying, I will do right. that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like in Star Wars, you know, you have Yoda and uh, Luke is like, oh, I'll try. You know, he's trying to get the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ship out of the water. And the, little, <laughs> the little green Muppet is like, uh, no, no try. Do or do not. There's no try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, though. You're like, man, like, you can't really be wishy-washy. You actually got to take action. You have to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the thing is like, if you say that you're going to do something, your mentality will be will be more prepared for success versus yep. saying, I'll try, because then that's like... You, you're well, leaving that option to not make, like, not commit to it. Right, right. You're kind of giving yourself room to fail. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what comes to my mind when you when you mention those lyrics from uh, All You Need Is Love. Beatles. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where... Uh, how would I put it? it they're, they're talking about a concept and then they're kind of breaking it down with like very interesting examples of like how you can break how, how of how that word impacts you. Love, right. for example. Like how does it impact you? Well, you know, it makes all things possible, you know? It's it's also kind of a phenomenon in the ink. I don't know if this if this song could be written the exact same way in Spanish. Ooh, um, that would be very interesting. Because at the very end, it's, you know, um, all you need is love. Love is all you need. Uh, could you wow, wow. could you say those two sentences? They're using the exact same words, just flipped around a little bit. Could you convey that point in Spanish? Amor, amor es todo lo que necesitas. Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, just okay. Amor es lo, uh, lo único que necesitas es amor. Amor es lo único que necesitas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You okay. Can. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Little, little sound effect there. Yeah. So, so and then was this, what, was the, what was the other song? What was the other song? Is the decline, right? Yes, dude. What do you think about? Okay. It? Uh, man. So first off, all, all of your songs have something to do with like uh, social, <laughs> socially conscious lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I think deep down I'm like an activist. So I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> little Chicano, Got like Caesar Chavez. Yeah, Caesar Chavez fighting for the farm workers' rights. Right. Right. Now, um. No, but I do appreciate, like, songs that aren't just, like, about love or, um... Breakups. You know? Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I do enjoy songs that talk about other things in people's lives and hardships, um, which is why I really appreciate, um, you know, Viva La Vida. Um, okay. Because it kind of sings a, uh... It kind of sings problems from a more historical perspective. Oh, really? And I, and I like songs that do that. Like, um... Uh, I noticed the, the, I noticed the, uh, the artwork is like 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 a French battle or something like. Yeah. I was trying to wonder like what I was wondering like what does that mean like. The, why did they have? Song. Why did they choose that for the artwork? Uh, I think I remember researching that album and uh, they were just like being really influenced by like um. Like 1800s type of uh, European history. Like uh, I think they I think they recorded some of that album in like a, a cathedral oh, or a wow. church um so i think they were trying to catch like a bigger picture sort of pers- perspective oh, of things okay. yeah yeah um, encapsulate everything in one shot right but you know uh going back to the song that you chose the decline um it's kind of like that but yeah. in a modern but in a modern way you know um talking about social problems and uh you know things going on in our world um 
it talks about like uh, how pretty much like the decline of society. Yeah, yeah, it's all it is. It's just that I, there's a word that I, that I read because I was reading the lyric one time and I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, it's, it's when he says this word that he made up. It's called greedyocracy. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like greedyocracy. So I was like, whoa, isn't that clever? Like he took one thing and he like combined it with another. It's like whole new word. It's yeah, not, it's not very common to do that in punk rock. I mean, not that I that I listen to a lot of punk rock. It's almost it's, like it's kind of what Snoop Dogg did with like Fashizzle. Like, yeah, sure, like Fashizzle. <laughs> if you look at Greedyocracy, you're like, wait, like you're doing what like rappers do? What? Like that's tight. Yeah. That's heck of creative. Yeah. No, I, I, you know what? I know one guy who does that uh, pretty often. Um, he'll like. Well, he, he he's not a, a musician. He's just somebody I know personally. Oh, in my gotcha, life. gotcha, gotcha. Um, but he'll combine certain words together. It's interesting, right? Because human intuition can help you to interpret things even when they're not being said the right way. He right. said he said the word adultoodleness. Okay. That is that is not a real word. But I knew exactly like attitude. Yeah. Yeah, like he was saying, uh, as you can see, uh, my friend's adultoodleness was starting to froth forth from uh, the chambers of his heart <laughs> until he spat venom in my face. And so it's just... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so like I said, adultoodleness, not a word. But I knew exactly what he meant to say. Yeah. Um, and this, there's a couple of times where he's done that. He does it like on the regular. And I, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so when I hear words like that, like greedyocracy, it's kind of like talking about system greed. <laughs> right, right. It's... Uh, it's greed, but greed on a, and a, uh, and a, a democracy of greed. Right, right. It's yeah. systematic greed. Um, so what's the I mean, just kind of greed about people that haven't heard it, like maybe younger generations. Uh, well, if I'm if I'm uh, correct, the title is uh, "Long Live Life," right? Right. In Spanish, um, la vida." I'm pretty sure it's uh, also pretty close to like other Latin languages saying it, but. Um, the song basically just kind of takes you through the viewpoint of somebody who was in power and how they how they uh, treated that power, mm-hmm. how they lost it, and Dang. basically went from being on top to being on bottom. You know, I so like being, is, like being like Jesus and ending up in San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were on top, then you uh, you're in Tijuana. You know, yeah, that's street right. Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, street tacos are dope though. They're good, man. Tacos. I just had some last night. Ah, Stockton, see, we don't man. we don't really have in Stockton. So it's, oh, very it's nice. It's a nice little taco truck, man. They got a bunch of stuff. They, you can't eat it there though. You got to just order and go. But whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had like really good tacos since I was uh at Ensenada. Ensenada. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was there for a friend's wedding. Um, you know, really great guy. Um, and then he had a, uh, a friend who lived there who kind of like uh, allowed me to stay with him, you know, until the wedding and the reception was oh, done. Yeah, yeah. Overall, really great guy. Um, it, I love, love the man. Uh, he took me out for tacos and dude, it was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tight, I can't man. get tacos like that anywhere. Um, have so. you ever eaten anything and been inspired to write? Or like, have you ever like, ate something and, and like it kind of get you because I, I know when you come over I'm like hey let's go get something to eat right because I, right. I feel like 
when you eat something that you have your body's actually functioning and you're like okay like i could i could create things a lot easily without using brain power as much i don't know ah. like food i would try to combine like food with like re- like writing lyrics and that's what i thought of was that one time you came over to record and we went down to mcdonald's then like i think everything was closed wasn't it like like the 28th or something 26th of uh november of last year yeah yeah, yeah. and uh everything was like closed that mcdonald's is always open so we went there got fries and then we were able to write that song right i think i think you should like keep a diary of like what you eat <laughs> and then and then like how how creative you were that would be cool actually people have told me though that i should keep a journal from my uh my bipolar they're like hey, really whenever you, they tell me and I, I haven't done it it's just i if i feel like it'll be one of those things that i'll have to always be worried about like I, I won't be able to live life. I won't be free. It'll it'll kind of like be like an anchor, just holding me down to you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. You know. Mm. But it would be helpful because then I could check back on my charts or my notes and be like, okay, cool. Like my I had a low day these couple of days. I had a high day these couple of days. I might be hitting a low soon, or I'm at a. Mm. Yeah, you know what I I kind of did that a little bit somewhat where I was kind of tracking my own progress because I wanted to build up some new habits uh-huh. so I had like a journal um, but I also took like um, data on the habits that I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, was I doing them daily for how long you know and I would just chart it out right. um, so it is it is it it can, it can be very beneficial to um, you know just kind of like have a basic uh, journal and just kind of track your progress right um or if you want to do something else like tracking your habits mm-hmm. um if that's better is there an app for that <laughs> uh i don't know i haven't looked into it i i i'm kind of a nerd where or not a nerd but well yeah i am a nerd but i try to do things on paper as much oh, as possible wow, okay, okay. um like my friend was making fun of me because i still have like yeah, my friend was making fun of me uh, a, like a month ago before this whole thing hit because uh, we were at a restaurant and I took out a notepad and pen mm-hmm. versus just taking notes on my phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I think I think writing is like one of the greatest gifts mankind has. Yeah. Um, you know, because so many parts of your brain connect when you write and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go slowly methodically you're going from like an internal um, per, an internal place to an external place right you know and so there's communication between that external world to the internal uh dialogue mm-hmm. um so that's that's why i really appreciate like still having the gift of writing um you know or or, or to write is what i should say mm-hmm. um escreve, escreve. <laughs> right escreve. escribir escribir yeah, I'm so close. Escribir. Escribir. Escribir is to uh, write. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, going back to Viva La Vida, that's pretty much it, what it's about. And it's interesting that you said that you felt like you were someone in a play. Yes, dude. It's weird. Because anytime I think of that song, I always think of, like, some sort of, like, classical play. Well, yeah, they got the, uh, the opening violins, man. Those things are awesome. At the beginning, I think, right. that's, what's that, I think that's what that song's known for. Yeah. Violins. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah, I like how that's... um, I guess what you would call a more modern example of Baroque pop. 
Mm. Um, which I know we talked about that genre yeah. here and there. It's one of my favorite genres, like uh, besides jazz and uh, classical and other things like uh, like rock or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we could do an episode on like uh, yeah. baroque pop because there's there's definitely like a lot of it's a weird subgenre because everyone has at least come. Okay, you know what? Actually, you know what? Uh, all you need is love. Is an example. Yes, of yeah, you're right. It's got the violins too, huh? It has the violins, it has harpsichords, uh, uh, French horns, um, all that kind of stuff. I love songs like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we'll do like a breakdown one day of. Uh, maybe you can add one at the end of this, at the end of this uh, episode. Of uh, a well, well, I, I'm at least gonna put up uh, of uh, yesterday and okay. uh, the decline by no effects so you guys will be able to check those songs out and uh if you like them you know i definitely this, recommend you that video love and mercy or what's it called oh and the film love and mercy love and mercy all right detailing the life the the life of brian uh wilson for sure one of my most favorite songwriters of all time but anyways that's it for our episode we will see you guys next week sounds good